This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Tis the season of Thanksgiving here in the United States, and I wanted to set some records straight for those practicing any form of new age spirituality or taking part in any practice that comes from indigenous peoples. Let's talk about cultural appropriation. Welcome back to Round the Cauldron, where we talk theology, philosophy, and everyday life as a modern witch. Follow the show on social media, subscribe to the newsletter, and watch the show live on YouTube. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to help other witches find me. Don't forget, you can help support the show at patreon.com slash roundthecauldron for as little as a dollar a month and get patron-exclusive content. If you're ready to hop into the show... Grab some coffee, pull up a seat, and join me round the cauldron. So before we get too far into everything that I have to say here today, let's um, first define two words. We're going to define appropriation and cultural appropriation. Now, both of these definitions come from the Oxford Dictionary. And, um, oh, you can't even see that I'm looking at my phone. Um, so appropriation is defined as the action of taking something for one's own use, typically without the owner's permission. Seems straightforward enough, right? So cultural appropriation, again, from the Oxford Dictionary, is the unacknowledged or inappropriate adoption of the customs, practices, ideas, etc. of one people or society by members of another and typically more dominant people or society. So first, before we move on, a little disclaimer. All links and sources will be in the show notes and in the description. I do not belong to any First Nations tribe, nor do I claim any indigenous heritage. If I get something incorrect, please don't hesitate to leave a comment or send me an email. I also do not claim to speak for any indigenous peoples. I am merely giving my educated opinion as an outsider. If that's an issue, please let me know. Okay, so now that we've got that disclaimer out of the way, let's hop into it. So, I live in the United States. I'm not sure where everybody else lives. I live in the United States. So, in the United States, on the fourth Thursday of every November, every year, on the fourth Thursday of November, every year, we celebrate a holiday called Thanksgiving, and... Normally, it is attributed to the pilgrims from a long, long time ago coming and landing on Plymouth Rock from the Mayflower, and then the the Native Americans and the pilgrims got together and said, hey, let's be friends and have a feast and just be happy and merry together. That's the story that we learn in school, right? (laughs) It's not entirely true. Um, And I do encourage you, if you celebrate Thanksgiving for any reason at all to really do some research and figure out for yourself, form your own educated opinion around the origins of Thanksgiving and how it was celebrated in the past. 
Um, as far as what I know, it started out as a religious ceremony that the Protestants, Protestants or Puritans, I, I get them confused. Um, but anyway, it started out as a religious feast that they would hold um, to give thanks, typically for like a bountiful harvest. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Um, and then it developed into more of a uh, secular tradition where people would just gather together and give thanks. It wasn't actually declared a national holiday until recent history. Um, I don't remember the exact date, but I will give a link to like the history of Thanksgiving in the show notes. Um, but Thanksgiving is something like it sparked this idea in my head. I've wanted to talk about cultural appropriation for a long time and it gets hard because I am a cisgender heteronormative white lady. Sometimes it's better for me to stand on the sidelines because sometimes to be a good ally, you have to step back and let those people who have been oppressed come forward and speak their stories. So what I'm saying today is not coming from the perspective of an Indigenous or First Nations person. It is coming from the perspective of someone on the outside watching what has happened in the past and what is currently happening now. Okay, so I wanted to get that out of the way. Again, I know I said it in my disclaimer, but I am not a First Nations person. I'm not an Indigenous person. And if any First Nations or Indigenous people have issue with this topic or this video, please don't hesitate to leave a comment. Let me know. I am always open to learning and being more educated and a well-rounded person and a better ally. So I want to get some facts out here first because the history surrounding the Indigenous people of the United States of America really forms the foundation for what the problem is with cultural appropriation as far as the Native Americans go. Now, again, I am speaking just in terms of the Native Americans um, since I'm from the United States, but these ideas, the, the basis for this show, this episode, can be applied to any Indigenous people from anywhere, basically. So... Let's, let's go through some facts here really quick. Um, number one, in 1492, Christopher Columbus lands on a Caribbean island after three months of traveling. Believing at first that he had reached the East Indies, he describes the native he meets as Indians. On his first day, he orders six natives to be seized as servants. So literally from day one, the white man said, hey, you're different. I'm here and I'm more powerful than you. You're going to be my servant. Literally day one. Yeah. In 1838, thousands of Native Americans were forcibly removed from their land at gunpoint, made to march more than 1,200 miles, and more than 5,000 Cherokee died as a result. If you remember in school, this is what was taught or glazed over as the Trail of Tears. I, as a child in the United States of America, do not remember learning 
a vast amount of information about the Trail of Tears. I remember it being mentioned and it being this huge, like, thing that we were all like, oh my god, that actually happened. But a, not a lot of time was spent on it, and I think that's a problem. And then fast forward a little bit. In the 19th century, the government, the American government, established Native American boarding schools to completely assimilate Native children into American culture. They were forbidden to speak their native languages and practice their native religions and forced to learn Christianity. The Indian New Deal in the 1930s closed the boarding schools and reshaped the native education system, but the damage had already been done. Now, could you imagine being here, like, minding your own business, and then all of a sudden these other people show up and they just take over everything, and you were there first, and then they come along and say, hey, you're going to go to our schools. You're going to learn how to be civilized. You're not going to be able to practice your religion. You can't speak your own language. You're going to learn our way of life, or you're going to die, basically. Like, that's what happened. And then the Indian, Re uh, the Indian Relocation Act of 1956 was a law intended to encourage Native Americans to leave their reservations and traditional lands, assimilate into American society, and become law-abiding and tax-paying citizens. Never mind the fact that they were there first. <sighs> uh, and then the American Indian Religious Freedom Act was passed in 1978, that allowed Native Americans to freely practice their religious and spiritual beliefs. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. 1978 was less than 50 years ago. My mom is older than this law by a little bit. Sorry, mom, I didn't mean to make you sound old. Uh, <laughs> my parents are older than this law. This law was passed when my parents were children. Like, this isn't something that happened hundreds of years ago. Up until the late 70s, the Native people of our country were not legally allowed to practice their own religion, never mind the fact that the First Amendment guarantees freedom of religion and... Way back before 1978, uh, I had a date for it somewhere. Um, in 1927, uh, President Coolidge signed the um, Indian Citizenship Act, which made all Native Americans born in the United States and its territories American citizens. So, never mind the fact that in the 1920s, Native Americans and Indigenous peoples were considered citizens of the United States and... The, the Constitution should apply to them. They weren't legally allowed to practice their own religious beliefs and their own spirituality from their culture that spans hundreds of thousands of years until less than 50 years ago, until 1978. So almost 50 years later, after they became official citizens of the United States of America, were they allowed to practice their own religious beliefs? That's crap. And a lot of... All of this history, all of this stuff that I'm telling you right now, plays into the problem with cultural appropriation. So, remember, back to the beginning of the episode, what I said, the appropriation is, you know, action of taking something for one's own use, typically without the owner's permission. Cultural appropriation applies to taking the, 
um, customs, practices, ideas, etc., of one people or society by members of another and typically more dominant people or society. So in this case, the dominant people or society is the white man, the, the, the white people, you know, the Europeans that came over here and stole everything from the Native Americans. They are the more dominant people. We are still the more dominant people. White people hold so much power in this country. They hold so much power, so much authority, and they have so much persuasiveness that people of color and the indigenous peoples are still oppressed. They still face issues that shouldn't be issues in this country at all, in the world at all, period. But they are. And cultural appropriation is one of those problems. So, why is cultural appropriation an issue? So, mainly, it's an issue because, one, it's not ours to practice. We don't belong to that culture. We don't belong to that spirituality. We have no business picking and choosing the things from another culture that we like, that that looks cool, that that sounds cool. We have no business taking those very specific pieces of native culture and making it our own. Absolutely no business. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't have a drum and do ritual drumming because ritual drumming was done basically everywhere in the history of history. Like the Celtic people did ritual drumming, the Nordic people, the the indigenous peoples. I'm pretty sure everywhere had ritual drumming. So that is not cultural appropriation. Something that is cultural appropriation would be something like smudging. Now, smudging is a very particular, very specific ceremony within some Native American um, peoples. And when when some new ager comes along and says, I'm going to smudge this, this room and it's going to be clean of all negative energy, you know, that's great, but you're not smudging. Smudging is a very specific ceremony, as far as I'm aware, in a lot of Native American, um, I don't want to say tribes because I read that tribes is not the right word to use. Um, Native American peoples, Native American societies. Smudging is very specific. So, no, you waving a stick of sage around is not smudging. It's smoke cleansing. That's fine. But you can't call it smudging if you don't understand the cultural aspect, the religious aspect, the ceremonial aspect of it, because then you're, you're just wrong. It's not smudging. Cultural appropriation is also another issue because, like I said with smudging, if you're doing something that was traditionally part of another culture or another uh, indigenous religious belief or spiritual belief, you can't accurately understand what it is that you're doing and the impact that you might be having because you don't understand the culture around it. You don't understand the history of it because a lot of the histories from these native peoples 
they're oral traditions. Not everything is written down. So you going onto the Google and doing how to smudge and what do I need to say to smudge my home, that's not acceptable because smudging is a specific ceremony. And in order for you to really understand what it is that you're doing, you need to understand the culture. You need to be taught by someone from that culture who has the ability to teach you and the permission to teach you. Just because it's there doesn't mean it's something that you should be doing. And then you might think that it's all fine and dandy to buy smudge kits or, um, I don't know, Native American headdresses and build your own sweat lodge and do all of the things that are very sacred Native American ceremonies and take part in them or not even not take part in them, but do them on your own. You have to think the people that these traditions and these ceremonies belonged to literally were jailed or killed less than 50 years ago for doing exactly what you're doing. And you're doing it with a complete lack of respect and understanding for the culture that it comes from. Now, I don't mean you specifically. I mean the, I mean the people out there who are doing it just willy-nilly and going along and doing whatever they want because that's what they think they have a right to do. So, yeah. And then you have these people out there who are saying that they are, like, self-help gurus or um, sacred gurus or spiritual gurus and, and teachers. And they're out here doing things that were traditionally done by um, a medicine man or a shaman or some sort of spiritual teacher in any indigenous culture, any indigenous peoples. So there's going to be a link in the description and the show notes about this man who he was a a self-proclaimed guru, okay, and he was charging people upwards of $10,000 to go to his retreats, okay, and at one of these retreats, he built a sweat lodge on his own, And it was supposed to be some sort of spiritual cleansing thing based based on a native ceremonial practice. He did this with complete disregard for the sacredness of the ceremony, with complete disregard for doing it in a proper manner. And people died and other people were hospitalized. Do you know why? Because they didn't know what the hell he was doing. He had absolutely no idea. Someone um, from a native tribe said that he built the sweat lodge wrong. The sweat lodge was not constructed properly. Um, He used the wrong types of herbs. And he didn't allow for breaks to let the sweat lodge cool off, which is something that they're supposed to do. So when you take something from an indigenous practice without having any idea what you're doing, you could get hurt because you don't know the history, you don't know the proper way to do it, and you're going to end up killing yourself or other people because you used the wrong herbs. 
or you got the sweat lodge too hot and you didn't allow it to cool off and people died of kidney failure and heat stroke. And there was actually a gathering in 1993 of Lakota, Dakota, and Nakota peoples and they passed a declaration of war against exploiters of Lakota spirituality because the appropriation of native spirituality had become so widespread. That was in 1993. I was like two. It's still happening. Nothing has changed. People are still going out and wearing um, wearing Native American headdresses. I mean, it's become a, a fashion trend, which is outrageous. I mean, I my ancestors come from Europe, um, mainly Ireland, Scotland, and Wales. We've traced it back through ancestry and through our DNA. I don't know of anything that would be considered cultural appropriation of the Celtic people because the Celtic people were the people in power at that time. And they are not people of color, so they were never seen as less than. Um, you know, it's, it's a really crappy situation. But if I had something that I knew of within my culture and within my history that was very sacred and was used for very specific purposes and it was being used as a fashion symbol or like a fashion statement and corporations were profiting off of my culture like that, I'd be really pissed off. I'd be extremely upset. And honestly, I'm, I'm surprised that actually, you know, no, I'm not surprised that this is still happening because it's a thing with white people. Um, white people have a privilege that people of color and indigenous peoples do not. And it's unfortunate. And I am here trying to be an ally. I'm here doing my best to educate myself on the practices that I'm actively participating in, doing my best to educate other people on the practices that they may be participating in that are culturally disrespectful. So I want to give you a quote from um, someone named Andrea Smith. The link for this will be in the description and the show notes as well. But they said, the New Age movement completely trivializes the oppression we as Indian women face. Indian women are suddenly no longer the woman the women who are forcibly sterilized and tested with unsafe drugs, such as Depo Provera. We are no longer the women who have a life expectancy of 47 years, and we are no longer the women who generally live below the poverty level and face a 75% unemployment rate. No, we're too busy being cool and spiritual. And that pretty much sums, sums up everything. You know, the we're taking... We're taking things from a culture and from traditions that were completely oppressed. They were slaughtered. They were taken as slaves and servants. And they were here first. And 
they there is so much trauma associated with being a Native American and an Indigenous person. And I am a firm believer in generational trauma. Trauma is imprinted in your DNA, in your genetics. It changes your genetics. And when you come from a long line of trauma and oppression and abuse, you feel that in your soul. Or I would... I would imagine you would feel that in your soul. That's what I would believe. Um, And it's just, it's got to stop. It has to stop. So there are always alternatives, always alternatives to Native American traditions and practices that you might be doing without express permission and... Um, that you might be appropriating. So with smudging, for example, I'll use that one because it is the most widespread and the one that I see all the time. The alternative to smudging is simply smoke cleansing. And even then, the herbs that you use, you should know why you're using them. White sage and Palo Santo, they all have spiritual reasons for being burned and being used for smoke cleansing and smudging. And if you don't understand why you're burning an herb, maybe you shouldn't be burning the herb. Find something else. Burn some incense. Research the um, herbs and plants available in your area. It's, It's not hard. Also, don't wear or take part in any indigenous clothing or headdresses or decorative stuff um, unless you know for sure that it is meant to be worn by anyone. Headdresses were not meant to be worn by anyone, by just anyone. They're very specific. They have very specific conditions for wearing them. And if you don't know what they are, don't wear it. It's as simple as that. Find something else. Also, if you're going to buy something that is traditional to indigenous peoples, like dream catchers, if you're going to buy a dream catcher, buy it from a native. Don't buy it from Forever 21 or Walmart just because it's cheap. They are profiting off of the culture and traditions of the indigenous peoples of the United States. They are profiting off of something that those people were oppressed for. And that's wrong. They're multi-million dollar corporations. You choosing to not buy the Dreamcatcher at Walmart and instead buy it from a native is not going to hurt Walmart. And if it does, good. They shouldn't be profiting off of the oppression of native peoples. And then this comes from another article that I read um, about cultural appropriation. And it says, Interested individuals should acknowledge and become involved in Native political struggles and should develop an ongoing relation with Native communities based on trust and mutual respect. When this happens, Native people may invite a non-Native to take part in a ceremony, but it will always be on the Native's terms. And that's important. 
it should be on their terms. And if they decide to share the sacredness and the ceremonies with a non-native, that's up to them. It's not up to us to just take it because we want it. That's not acceptable. So next time you want to use something in your practice and you're not sure what culture it comes from or if it comes from an open or closed tradition or culture or religion, do some research. Don't just do it because it's what you want to do and you don't think that it's hurting anybody. Because the fact of the matter is people continuing to pick and choose what they want from native cultures um, and then passing it along as, yeah, this is totally how it's done. And here, let me teach you and let me teach you. That's really problematic because it destroys and just throws to the wayside the actual practice. When, when that keeps happening over and over and over again, the original practice just becomes obsolete because nobody knows it anymore. Because one person decided to take it and change it just a little bit or take what they thought they knew about it and spread it around for other people to learn and then other people learn it and then it just keeps going and going. It's like a disease. It's like a disease. Because then the original thing is no longer compared to what it is now. Because one person spread it around, got it wrong, and screwed it all up. So, really, one final note here. As the people who have held the power and been the oppressors throughout history, you know, the white people here, um, we cannot and we should not take traditions that do not belong to us. Our ancestors did enough of that, and I think it's time that we actively tried to put a stop to it. Until next time, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>